0: Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your Wimbledon semi-finals catch-up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Passing Shot, your tennis catch-up podcast. As always, I'm Joel, the Wandering Wildcard, and I'm joined by the self-confessed Queen of Clay, Kim. Kim, we've had the semi-finals of Wimbledon now. We know our finalists. We have Serena Williams and Simona Halep in the ladies' draw, and we have Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. (laughs) Nadal? Oh, my God. You wish... (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, you wish, wish it was Raphael. Oh, you wish it was Raphael. No. Sorry. Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic in the men's side. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the men's and women's semifinals. Did they live up to the height? Didn't they? What were kind of your standout moments? Um, obviously you're a big Nadal fan. And I guess there's a little, a hinge, a tinge, a twinge maybe of, of disappointment. Um, you know, I, you know, it's particularly after I guess that that second set, which which he won so convincingly.
1: Yeah, I did think it was oh, it was it was quite frustrating because yeah, he won the second set so convincingly, and I thought you know, okay, this might be topsy turvy, and then Federer won the third, and I I just thought, oh, five sets, please come on! But yeah, Federer was was just slightly better, I think, and uh, you know, served pretty well, and it was quite difficult for Rafa. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was a good match. It, it wasn't a classic by any means. Maybe if it got into a fifth, it would have been because, you know, Federer had quite a few match points before he actually crossed the finish line. Um, and I think any neutrals out there, I'm sure, would have been hoping for Rafa to have broken back, taken it to 5 all. I mean, who knows? That would have been, you know, a real moment for some drama to unfold. But yeah, it was sort of a bit of a, not a complete disappointment, but it, it it had some, you know, great, great tennis, but it wasn't a thriller, as I think some of the media are claiming it to be.
0: Yeah, and and I, I think we've got to be honest with ourselves. You know, the the last match they played against each other at Wimbledon. I mean, some people call that the best match ever. So, you know, it had a lot to live up to. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it lived up necessarily to the hype. It was great to see them uh, back on you know, back on a grass court, back in Wimbledon in, in the semi-final. But um, yeah, it was a great match and there was some great tennis at times. I wish, I wish it had gone to a fifth set and, you know, I wish Nadal could have broken, you know, in that game, in the in the final game that, um, you know, Federer, Federer served out and kind of made it a little bit more interesting. Because um, yeah, after that second set, which he won 6-1, I, I did wonder, you know... Uh, I did wonder, oh, could we, could we see an upset? Cause I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I wonder when how you... pivotal the tiebreak was as, as well. Maybe, maybe if it'd gone Rafa's way, cause he started that first point of the tie break. It was an amazing shot that sort of just plopped right into the corner of the court. And then, you know, Rafa still went and lost the tie break, but um, I mean, Federer really went off the boil in the second set. And I thought, oh yeah, we need some more of that, please. Mm. Um, but well, it is what it is. We've got the final that, I guess we probably all predicted happen would uh, happen. Novak Djokovic against Roger Federer. So, yeah, it's disappointing that Rafa, you know, lost out in the semis. But I think all in all, you know, he played an absolutely fantastic tournament. And, you know, that Kyrgios match, you know, is a standout for a lot of people. And, yeah, I'm pleased with Rafa's tournament. And I think it's no shame to lose to Roger Federer on grass. Um, I'm, I'm quite intrigued. You know, I guess we'll get onto this later, but I, I'm intrigued to see you know, what will unfold on, on Sunday. I, I still think Djokovic is against Federer the favourite. Um I mean Djokovic himself, you know, he he came through his semi final today. Perhaps a little surprisingly that he dropped a set. Would would you say that's the most shocking thing that's happened today?
0: Yeah, I I yeah, I think so. I think in terms of in terms of drama, in terms of unexpectedness, yes, I agree. I think Batista Agut taking that, again, taking that second set, I was surprised because I think I actually, I think I actually WhatsApped you, Kim, saying after that first set saying, this is going to be a whooping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then RBA sort of proved us a little bit wrong. Um, But when I saw, I saw, I didn't watch all of the match because I was at work, of course, but um, I saw the first set and I thought, oh, Novak's wearing a cap. And I personally don't ever think he's like as effective a player when he's wearing a, a peak cap. So I was you know, intrigued to see what was going to happen. <laughs> but then he won that set with the cap and then he took the cap off and actually lost the second. So I think my theory might have just gone out the window. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, uh, Roberto bautista had some points to break back in the third set once Novak had broken him. And I just wonder if, you know, if he maybe had broken back, if, if it might have been, you know, maybe he could have got, deeper in, into the third set but yeah in the end it just kind of went the way of, you know that we mostly predicted and um yeah we have a a, a jokera final <laughs> on sunday uh, i put out on the twitter i said you know what do what do we call Djokovic versus federer and i think jo- jokera sounds cool i, I quite like quite like, like jokera, jokera yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think I, I mean looking forward to that final again i, I you know, I think, yes, yeah, slight edge, I guess, to Djokovic. But you know, I wouldn't. At the same time, if you know, Federer went and and won in in four, I you know, I wouldn't be a totally surprised. I guess. I think you know, Djokovic has had a lot of. I think he's had an a very easy, comfortable run to the final. Even mm-hmm. his, you know, even with his semi final as well, and I. And I wonder, actually, you know, Federer obviously just had to come through. Nadal had to play some excellent tennis to to come through that, get to the final. You know, Djokovic, yes, he's kind of had to, you know, put it on in moments. But you know, do you think he's actually is he underprepared for the final? Do you think you know, maybe given the, you know, he's not really faced anyone. He's not faced anyone. I don't think in the top ten. Um, in you know across you know up to, up to the final so you know is that ideal preparation i you know personally i, I don't think so
1: maybe i mean i think in a way it's good that bautista Agut maybe challenged him for like a set and a half today it's you know if it was a complete walk in the park djokovic might have you know got into the final with yeah without any real test i mean i think maybe the herkaj match in the third round was yeah probably his toughest match because he dropped a set in that one um But yeah, for sure, if you if you do turn up in the final without having any challenges, you might be a bit underprepared for it. But I'm, I think Novak again, you know, Novak has a winning record against Federer, and they've played before in the Wimbledon final, and and Novak's won, um, I believe. (laughs) So I mean, I just think there's something about Novak that just gives gives him the edge. I mean, for me, on their given days, you know, playing their best tennis, Novak, I think is the better player. I think he is the best in the world, like whenever he does play, you know, at his top level and he would be anyone. So, oh yeah, I'm intrigued to see. I do wonder if the Roger Federer super fans have uh, already got clothing Sort of in the in the in the wings, waiting like with number twenty one or number nine on number nine, yeah. <laughs> because I think if he
0: if he does win um, the final, I think he goes equal with Martina Navratilova for mm. not is it is it nine nine um, Grand Slam singles titles, which is yeah. I think for one event, I think that is is that a is that a yeah. It would equal Martina's record I think, at I Wimbledon. Believe yeah at Wimbledon yeah um so there is I mean yeah as we I think we've said in previous pods I feel like with every every federal match there's there are records to be broken and yes. you know, the final <laughs> the final is is the same but you know again for, for you know if you look at Novak Djokovic I think you know if he wins I think that would be his fifth Wimbledon title um
1: yeah, he's got four now, hasn't he? I mean, I'm I so. losing yeah. track, but it would be interesting. He would then be on 16 Grand Slams. So it would be 16, 18 and 20, if I'm correct, between the big three. Um, so it's like, as a Rafa fan, I'm like, oh, would I rather stop Federer getting more ahead or would I rather stop Novak catching up? Well, um,
0: I, yeah, I do think, I think there's a point there because it it is interesting in that, you know, you've got Federer versus Djokovic and I think kind of Djokovic, I actually think Djokovic has a bigger, you know, claim in that I think he could usurp Federer in terms of total grand slams won, um, you know, in his career. So almost this is kind of, this could be a pivotal moment in that, you know, Mm. he can stop Djokovic kind of, um, you know, getting closer to him and at the same time also Pull further pull, pull further away.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, someone said um, maybe it would just be fair if they all finish their career on like 20 grand slam titles, <laughs> and then they could just be like the equal goats forever. I think that would be quite nice personally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe. I mean maybe the maybe the women's <laughs> final is going to be more interesting because we've got Serena Williams against Simona Hallett. And I mean the women's semi-finals. You know, we've had some cracking matches in the women's tournament, but the semi-finals certainly were not. Um pretty much very one sided affairs. I think together they were over in like two hours fifteen minutes, which is quite ridiculous. I think Serena won her match in under an hour. Um so yeah, on Saturday, uh today, we will be <laughs> we will be seeing Simona Hallett against Serena Williams. Um, interestingly, this is the first time they're actually going to meet in a slam final. And regardless of what happens, Halep will be up to number four uh, in the world and Serena will be back into the top 10. Um, she'll be number eight if she wins. Um, we did a little Twitter poll and it was like 65% in favor of Serena. Um, so most of our listeners do think she's going to edge it. Uh, but yeah, interesting. There's maybe only 65% and not not higher. What do you think, Joe? I mean, who who's your money on?
0: Well, I I I can't remember, to be honest, the last time Serena Williams went into a, a Grand Slam final, not the favourite. But I think you've got to remember that, you know, the last Grand Slam finals she's played, you know, I'm thinking Kerber, I'm thinking Osaka, you know, she was going into those matches, you know, people touting her as, you know, the, the Grand Slam champion, but you know, lost lost both of mm, lost both of those. Exactly. Um, so I don't think you know it's as done a deal. And you know, Simona Halep is you know great competitor. I don't think she's going to be overawed by the situation. I think you know I think what's going to be quite crucial for her is how she handles the you know the power that Serena Williams brings to a tennis court because it was quite clear that you know Strohger in the semifinals was just not able to handle that. Um, that sort of power from from the baseline and, you know, in, in the final, Simona Halep's going to find a way to have to, you know, cope with that um, and, uh, yeah, cope with that in a way that she can kind of, you know, turn it's on her head and, and enable her almost to become the the aggressor.
1: Yeah, I mean, in that Stritzkova Serena match, I know, know Stritzkova, I think, was struggling with an injury. I think it was her, her leg. She was um, having treatment and, I mean, she's played a lot of tennis, what with reaching the, um, she's actually in the doubles final of the ladies doubles. But when I got home from work and I thought, oh, I'm just in time. I've only missed a couple of games. Um, and then I realized they'd actually already played a set. It had gone by that quickly um, since the end of the first semi. So I was a bit dismayed at how uncompetitive that that match was. Um, I mean, yeah, she didn't really have an answer. A bit annoying as a Joe Conta fan because I did just think, oh, if only it was Conta, you know, it would have been probably more of a match. But, you know, alas, that's the way it goes. And as for the Simona Halep, Alina's Vecilina match, I watched those first few games and I thought, oh, this could be a real cracker because I think they had a really long juice game um you know Switcelina's first service game and I thought oh this could be a really long match but she just pulled away Samuna Halep just came through played so much better um and and came through 6-1 6-3 so she she won the vast majority of the long rallies and was pretty Pretty aggressive and great great form. So yeah, going into the final, um, it's interesting. I mean, Simona had like, all of her slam final, she's gone to three sets. So I'm I'm hoping we're gonna have a three set match on our on our hands. I I
0: hope so too, because I'm actually gonna be there, Kim. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be in on centre court, unfortunately, but I will be on the hill watching with my mum. Um so uh I will be oh. in the grounds and hoping for um yeah, a great a competitive final. I don't want a a Kvitová Bouchard or a, yeah. or a Kerber White or a Kerber, Serena yeah. Williams or or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm I think we will get a decent competitive match. I don't think Simona Halep is going to be blown away like Strachkov was um, in the semi-finals. Uh, but I yeah I probably would again say Serena Williams is favourite.
1: Although she hasn't actually had to play. Um I think she's only played one opponent in the top thirty, Serena. Um yeah. and that was the same situation going into the final last year before she met Kerber. I think both tournaments, it was Julia Gerges was the top the top ranked player that she had actually faced. So I do wonder if Serena Hallep, yeah, will be a different kettle of fish. Um and it might take Serena a bit of time to to get accustomed to it. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, Hallep, this is what her fifth Grand Slam final, so it's she shouldn't have nerves. I mean, yeah, okay, she's going to be a bit nervous, but I'm hoping the occasion wouldn't, you know, get to her because she's now quite experienced in these situations.
0: Yeah. So, I uh, because yeah, I completely agree. I think, I think you know, both players are ready. I think both players are going to go out there thinking that they can they can win. Um, and yeah, I think it will just be to say it will be a really a really good final. I think. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't really know what more to add. Really. Um. I think I think kind of my last thought on it is, you know, I just remember kind of watching Serena Williams play in her first couple of rounds. I think she really, to be honest, struggled through them. You know, she was kind of shouting and yelling, you know, saying, come on, you know, against opponents that are like, you know, ranked 150, 200 in the world. I thought it was almost kind of a little bit, you know, desperate at times, but she's played herself into form. I think the match against... Uh, Julia Görges um, kind of uh, helped her a long way in achieving that, and I think she's coming into the the final with a, a bit of momentum behind her. She's been she's had more time on court to kind of discover her game and and get more of a feel of for the grass courts. Because you've got to remember, you know, she'd not played a lot of tennis in 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 the build up to to Wimbledon, um, so you know, I, I think. She's now in a good, pl- she's in a lot better place now in terms of the tennis she's playing than the, the start of the tournament. Whereas I felt like Halep has just kind of been a bit, you know, consistent in terms of, you know, she's just played kind of good quality, high quality, high ranked tennis, you know, through through the whole tournament. So, you know, I wonder whether, uh, yeah, I, I wonder whether kind of, you know, in, in, in terms of the final, you know, whether it will be enough for, for Halep just to kind of continue with that consistency or whether she's actually going to have to up, you know, up her game more.
1: Yeah, I do wonder as well with Simona Halep. I think Darren Cahill, uh, you know, her former coach, who they had a really good partnership. Um, I think he's actually at Wimbledon sort of, um, and they've been, you know, like liaising, he's not coaching her, but I'm I'm sure that is helping having him sort of, there or thereabouts. And I know before Wimbledon, before the grass season, she did like a charity event in Romania and he was there. And so I just wonder if sort of having him around or in, in her presence is sort of just giving her that extra boost. I don't know because, you know, they, they they had such a successful um, partnership when he was, you know, officially her coach, but we'll see. I mean, will it be Serena's 24th Grand Slam? You know, um, I I think it's going to be Serena and Novak, um, winning the titles, but I don't think they'll be straightforward matches by any means.
0: Yeah, I will go my predictions, I feel like Federer is gonna beat Djokovic and I think it's gonna be in four sets. Uh and Serena Simona. I'm gonna go back I feel like I'm gonna back the underdog because uh I'm gonna go with the almost with the the form book in terms of Serena in Grand Slam finals and go for the underdog, and I think Halep is going to pull a surprise, um, and Serena's not going to be able to figure out how to to defeat her. So I'm going to go for Simona Halep and Roger Federer.
1: So you're going opposite of me. <laughs> we'll see who wins. Um, but yeah, hopefully you have a good day on the hill. I'm sure the atmosphere will be really nice. I've never actually done that, just like gone in and you know watched on the on the screen for like the finals So. <laughs> Be quite cool, I think. Um, but we've also got the doubles finals happening all weekend. So, men's doubles, we have got Nicola Mahou and Edward Roger Mm Vassalan, and they are facing the second seeds Cabal and Farah. So, um, actually, Mahou and Roger Vassalan, although they've won six ATP titles together, this is the first time they've played as a team in in a Grand Slam. So, they're actually kind of making their Grand Slam debut, and they were actually opponents in the Wimbledon men's doubles final a couple of years back. Uh, but yeah, now they're on the same side of the net up against the second seed. So um, that'll be following the women's final. So um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one as well. And then we've also got the ladies doubles final, which we've got, as I said earlier, Barbora Stryzkova and Sue Shea, they made the final and they'll be playing uh, Gabby Dabrowski and Julie Zhu. Um so that's the third and fourth seed. So actually for both of those teams, they're kind of gunning for their first for their first slam as a team. Um and Gabby Dabrowski, she's um she's kind of won a lot of mixed doubles, but I don't think she's ever won a, a ladies doubles title, so uh um, might be quite a nice moment for well, for any of them to win because it'll be their first their first one. Um, so that's all happening. And then the mixed doubles final as well. Um, shame, it's a shame Eden Silver and Evan Hoyt got knocked out in the quarters because I'd actually yeah. made my wild prediction that they might get to the final. Um, but they lost a really close match to Dodig and Chan, who have actually reached the final. Um, and they'll be playing Robert Linstead and Yelena Ostapenko, who have provided a yes. bit of amusement with Ostapenko trying to, I think, physically hit hey. Linstead off the court. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's happened tw- I think it's happened twice now. I don't know if like Ostapenko is just like doing it for like for like giggles or whatever, but <laughs> uh, it, it seems it's it's quite fun. It's quite funny actually. And actually we we put a Twitter poll out um on our feed asking uh passing shot listeners, you know, if if Ostapenko offered you the chance to be her doubles partner, would you take her up on the offer given that, you know, she she likes to hit her yeah. hit her <laughs> hit her partners in the in the back uh with a you know, really hard serve. And well, I think what we find quite hilariously is uh yeah, the majority of people actually were like, Yeah, I I'd I'd take Ostapenko as a partner and kind of yeah, risk getting hit in in the back uh with a, a, a you know, with a tennis ball. So uh yeah, I'd I, yeah, I feel like the um yeah, Ostapenko, would,
1: would I want her? I, I think I'd just be scared, to be honest, Kim. She is quite um, a feisty one, isn't she? But um, yeah, that would be interesting. Mixed doubles final, I think, is on the Sunday, um, but the ladies and men's is normally on the Saturday. Mm. Um, we've also got juniors in action, of course. Um, I think you should have some juniors tomorrow, Joel, with your court one ticket. Um, boys final is Japanese... Uh, Mochizuki against Spanish Jimeno Valero. So we do have a Spaniard in a final um, as unfortunately both Spaniards got knocked out of the men's semis today. Um, I was looking at the scores of the juniors and um, Mochizuki, he had a bit of a mad score in his semi-final. So he won the first at 6-1 lost the second love, and then won 10-8 in the third. So that sounds like an absolute cork of a, a boys semi, yeah, and then um, oh. the girls final. It's a Ukrainian Snigur against an American uh, Noel, the tenth seed. So perhaps some some future names to to watch out for. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just looking actually at the order of play. Uh,
0: Daria Snigur beat the um, number one seed. Emma Navarro. The- she
1: beat yeah. yeah
0: three in love so quite quite comfortable yeah
1: and uh, the other semi I think was a thrashing as well Um... yeah Alexa Noel
0: uh, 6261 so you know both obviously coming in with uh, good form yeah as Kim said I'm on I've got actually um, tickets on number one court so might watch a little bit of that but I do kind of want to be on the hills? yeah time, you want to do so, a bit of everything uh, don't
1: you um yeah. the wheelchair finals as well I've got Shingo Kaneda and Fernandez that's the top two seeds I think I think they were playing in the Roland Garros final uh that's happening on the weekend and our, <laughs> our, a great rhyming matchup for the ladies wheelchair oh. singles um, De Groot is playing Van Koot again. And that that was, I'm <laughs> sure, the Roland Garros final, because I remember saying about. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've, we've <laughs> about definitely their names. had some banter
1: over that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. it's like Mertens-Bertens yes. all over again. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've already got a British winner, actually, because in the quad wheelchair doubles, we had Andy Lapthorne winning um, with Dylan Alcott. Um, and then actually, they're going to be playing each other in the quad singles. So. There is still British – we have a British winner. There is some British uh, interest still on the last weekend of the tournament. So, yeah, uh, a nice weekend of finals. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a nice day tomorrow, Joel. Um, (laughs) And then it'll be all over for another year, and we'll go back to post-Wimbledon life. And, well, I think it's time for me to start watching, like, Killing Eve or something and getting out of, like, tennis (laughs) (laughs) funk.
0: Well, you say that, Kim. In like the first two weeks after Wimbledon, we were looking at uh, you know scheduling our, our podcast, and uh, there seems to be like a million tournaments in the first first two weeks after Wimbledon. Yeah. So, you know, tennis never yeah. stops, and although the grass court season might do, we'll be obviously heading towards um, heading towards the the hard courts um, of America. I say that with a, a, the caveat that there are a few random. I think we've. I think in the week after Wimbledon, we we've got a clay court, a grass court. We've got a mix of. I think it's one of those kind of weeks with a mix of
1: a mix of surfaces, as Rafa would say. (laughs) He's. I I I love how um Rafa Nadal in his press conferences and everything. He still can't say the word surface. It's always surfrace. If anyone has noticed, Um, it's one of our. Rafa's many like Rafa isms <laughs> but yeah um it's all yeah some rogue tournaments going on on the clay and the grass uh, before yeah. we hit the u.s swing
0: but obviously b- before that we will um we will be back uh for our catch-up on the men's and women's finals and we hope to record that on um sunday evening uh, and get that out to you, uh, yeah, Sunday evening <laughs> or, or Monday. <laughs> Don't know where I was going with that, but um,
1: it's a yeah, late hope... night, isn't it, Joel? It is. It is We're a late recording night. this it is quite late, late in the day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to this catch-up on the men's and women's semi-finals. Hope you enjoy watching uh, the finals over this weekend. I will say one thing, Kim: bit of a nightmare if you're a, a British sports fan on Sunday. You've got the Wimbledon men's final. You've got the Cricket World Cup, yeah. which England are in.
1: England, New and Zealand,
0: yeah. England, New Zealand, and then you've got the British Grand Prix. So uh, I feel like those all of those three things they need to have a chat and figure out how did this happen.
1: Well, the Grand Prix is normally on the same day, um, which I think when Andy Murray was you know competing in the latter stages, you know clashed with like Lewis Hamilton winning the uh, Grand Prix, but I guess I guess no British interest in the men's singles final, so I don't know. They'll all
0: be watching the Cricket World Cup. It,
1: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing England, you know, win that, uh, but yeah, we'll see, loads of sport, loads of sport, and then before we know it, like, Premier League will be starting and that'll all be kicking off again, so it's never-ending for a sports fan, isn't it? Anyway, this is not um a, this is not like the I don't know, <laughs> the cricket podcast is. It? <laughs> Let's get back to tennis. <laughs> but
0: yeah, we'll we'll we will strictly be doing a tennis uh tennis finals uh catch up on Sunday evening looking at the the men's finals, ladies' finals. We'll look at the the ladies and men's and mixed doubles finals as well. So we hope you can join us then um but yeah hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and hope to catch you later take care and goodbye
1: thanks for taking the time to listen to our show we're supported by every one of our fans in the passing shot community If you want to become one of them and get the latest updates from your tennis catch-up service, then all you need to do is follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at PassingShotPod. And if you like what you hear, then why not tell your friends or leave us a rating and subscribe. Thanks for listening.